And we're back with the Fox Man. What's going on? What's <laughs> up, man? It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. It was a little chaotic the last time you were here it doing was. our 24-hour nonsense. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I was lucky enough to have the uh, the midnight spot. So yeah. yeah, you guys have been going for a while by the time I got here. Yeah, I don't know if I had popped my Adderall yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> George, am I not supposed to say that on camera? Or what's the deal I mean, there? It's prescription medicine. It's prescription man. medication. And we're trying to get sponsored by Big Pharma. So <laughs> I love the plug. There you go. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, that was good. That was, I apologize for the craziness of no, the 24 no, no. hour. Um, I, I kind of expected it. Um, you know, after you explained how it was, how it was going to yeah. be, what the format and layout was and then all the different guests and everything. So I was just happy to be a part of it. It's funny. It's like, I think I get PTSD from it or something. Cause I don't even remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I remember nothing. Yeah. I went back and I mean, I went back and I looked at our episode and then a couple of the other ones. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that whole day just, I'm sure it had to be a whirlwind for you guys. Yeah. It was fun though, but I did get a lot of DMS saying, Hey, you need to have him back on. So yeah. here, we, here yeah. you are. Yeah, I love it. Thanks that. for coming in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to start off with just baseball cause I'm a baseball guy and, uh, I told everyone last year, at the end of the year, I said, I wouldn't mind bet making a future bet next year on the Rangers to win the World Series. I must have told hmm. five or six different me. friends. I did tell you that, right? Put it in. And then this year, uh, like the two days before opening day, I was like, taking the Rangers. They're 80 to 1. I'm going to bet the Rangers. And of course, on, and I didn't get it in before opening day. I didn't even right. get it in until maybe four days ago. I finally dropped a grand on the Rangers to win the World Series, but they're down to 40 to 1 because they're in first place and they look yeah. good right now. Obviously, it's early, mm -hmm. um, but what is your thoughts on future bets? Do you like, do you hate tying up the money or what, where are you with that? Well, um, I love future bets because the gambler in me, just like what you're talking about in, in terms of you saying, Hey, I like the Rangers and just, you know, if you're, if you're a gambler, if you're a sports better, I don't care what you say, you're going to love futures because <laughs> it, it's, it's just so fun, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're looking at that crystal ball, you're looking at all the different variables, you're, you're going over so many different factors in your head, whether it's from more of a fan's perspective or uh, even a sharps perspective. Right. And you're thinking about all the different variables that can happen and, um, they're fun. Uh, it, it does, I guess it kind of depends on what your bankroll is, um, for the average better, right? It, it, how much money you want to have tied up into a futures bet, but there's nothing like it, whether it's, whether it's baseball, like what you're talking about or any other sport that whole year just makes it that more, more interesting right. because you're sitting back and you're just that much more glued to the games and to all the different things that are going on, the drama within, with, within the clubhouse, the coach, all, oh, there's so many different things that can happen. So, um, but I'm with it. I, I love it. Um, in, in terms of baseball, I like the Rangers with the acquisition, yeah. um, with the, all the different acquisitions they had over the, uh, the yeah. off season and manager. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. So I thought that was a. Uh, I think that's great. I, I'm shocked that uh, it was even eighty to one prior to. Me too. That, that, yeah, that was shocking. Yeah. I, I and I got it at. Uh, where was I at? Encore. Encore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I uh, I could see the Rangers. I mean, obviously, like you said, they're in first place. They won on opening day. I had three thousand on them opening day. Gosh. Really? Um, yeah, because on opening day, um, I can't remember who they played. Um, I don't I, remember I, either. Yeah, I, but they were, but I mean, they were playing, they were playing a, uh, well, we'll, we'll figure it out, but they were playing, they were, they were playing, I think they were a dog on opening day. And I'm I was sure like, I really, it had to be. Yeah. And I was like, I really like them. And opening day, bada bing, bada boom, right yeah. off the bat. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. At 3,000 on the Rangers. I, I'm, I'm telling you, John, I'm, I'm right with you. I think the Rangers, uh, I think the Rangers are a viable bet for, for a futures this year for MLB. 
And um, there's a couple other teams out there that I like. But in terms of going back to your original question, I love futures bets because it just makes everything that much more exciting for the year. And then uh, when it comes down to it, if you're fortunate enough where that team is in in the uh, World Series yeah. or Super Bowl or whatever, then you've, you've got some skin in the game, major skin. And that was going to lead to my next question is, so then let's just hypothetically say they get to the playoffs. Yep. At what point would you start hedging and how do you hedge from like the play? I know the obvious is like if you waited till uh, let's say they make it to the World Series, just bet the other team. But like there is a strategy for from the playoffs on, right? Could you share what that strategy could be? Yeah, I mean, going back to what I mentioned a little while ago, take a look at your bankroll, look at all the different bets that you have out there, start looking at those numbers and how they break down, and then look at your team. Evaluate, are there injuries? What does the team overall look like? Like, what's the momentum like, right? Did they barely get in the playoffs? Did they lose the last 10 and just kind of barely squeaked in? Or are they on fire? Yeah. Me personally, if I have a futures and my team is on fire, I'm not hedging. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going all the I'm going all the way until the final game is what You're I'm saying. So me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because because the minute you start hedging and then you start losing that money, you're like, damn, why did I do that? Because don't second guess it. You yeah. you made a plan. Stick to that plan until until you're at the point where there's only going to be one outcome, right. win or lose. And at that point, if you decide to hedge, you know, like you probably see it online all the time, right? On, on Instagram and all these other platforms where you get these guys that got those crazy type of tickets in there. And I mean, they're, they're the real big ones, whether it's to win 50 or 100 grand, 150. You see all kinds of crazy stuff, uh, especially in college basketball recently with the tournament and stuff. You have all these crazy guys who had, you know, 500 on FAU to possibly maybe win it all and it was going to pay 80,000 or whatever, right? right? And so those guys, they start having those same questions about hedging. And it's like, you know, go all the way until you're in that final position to make that determination. And then, of course, if it makes sense, if it's like, okay, hey, I put $500 down to win 80, but if I get beat, do I want to have something on the other team? Of course you want to have something on right. the other team. You know, you want to put ten or 20000 on the other side? That way you're guaranteed to get something. something. But I'm with you, John. We ride it. <laughs> let's ride it all the way to the end and go from there. I can't remember. The last time you were here, did I tell you my Chicago Cubs, Cleveland Indians story or no i don't think so <laughs> so remember when they played in the world series what was that five years ago oh, six yeah. years yeah, ago I was okay glued to that so i'm friends with coco crisp mm -hmm. so coco gets traded back to cleveland where it all started yep. um from the a's he was with yep, the a's, I remember he gets, when he was with the a's so yeah. mid-season around uh trade deadline he mm -hmm. gets traded right so with the day he gets traded i'm like that's it i'm fucking throwing down on <laughs> cleveland yeah. and i want to say the time they were in second place maybe third place by a game or something they yeah. weren't in first i don't believe and so i put uh i, I think i put 1500 they were 20 to one or so I, I stood to win like 32 grand or something like that when yeah. it was all said and done so now they get to the world series and my buddy says shout out to chad mcbain uh, my buddy says are you gonna hedge and they're playing the cubs you know so it's yeah. like that iconic the oh, two yeah. most losing teams ever yep. i never won a world series yep. are gonna face off right and i'm like no man i'm not i can't i'm not gonna hedge it's like bad juju on on yeah. Coco, I'm not doing it right. Yeah. So now I end up looking like a rock star because it's three to one in the series, yep. Cleveland. Yep. <laughs> so I'm talking so much shit to all my friends. Fuck you guys. I'm the parlay king. I'm the future king. <laughs> I'm the baseball god. You yeah. know, yeah. Cubs are are losers, right? And now they the Cubs win the next game, it's three to two. They're like, you sure not gonna hedge? I'm like, dude, it's. We're going to win one out of the next two. Don't even sweat it. <laughs> now it's tied up yep. three three. Yep. And I'm like. Ah, fuck. But I want to show off fuck to any of my friends, well, right? Of course, yeah. You got you to gotta keep that <laughs> poker face. Yeah. So I keep the poker face. I'm like, what do I do? And I'm like, and I didn't really have a lot of cash at that moment to yeah. even hedge if I wanted to, you know? So I was like... Fuck it, just ride it. So, do you, but do you remember Game Seven? Oh, oh of <laughs> so course, yeah, the, of course. Cleveland's winning. Yeah, Cle George, I don't know if you could pull up the exact like scores and stuff. Yeah, or, yeah. All right, so so Cleveland's winning. We've got it. Our closer, who's lights out, uh, is 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 going to come in. You know, we're going to mop this up, and it's over. Now it starts raining, and there's a fucking rain delay. I remember. So they I they, remember. they come off the field for maybe 30, 40 minutes or whatever it is. And Jason Hayward, who's now on the Dodgers, uh, yep. Hayward, who yeah. was like didn't contribute shit that year really yep. for the Cubs, other than defensively, right? He gives out of no he's like the shy, quiet one. Out of nowhere, this fucking guy yep. decides to give a pep talk of a century. I remember that. Fires yeah. these fucking guys up and they go out there and the fucking The old wily veteran. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cubs beat the fucking Indians. Yeah. I don't hedge, I get nothing. Yeah, those those ones burn. <laughs> those ones burn and um kind of somewhat not necessarily similar situation because I ended up being I ended up being okay. 
uh, years ago, it was the it was the I think it was the first year that LeBron was back with the Cavs. Okay, and in yeah. that summer, in the off season, they acquired Kevin Love, and this is back when Kevin Love was in his prime. Yep, prime Kevin yep. Love. <laughs> and uh, the minute that that happened, and this is before FanDuel and DraftKings and all that stuff. Uh, operated as a book. They were only doing fantasy back then. Yep, the I remember. The first thing I did, because, you know, I'm in Florida, I called my bookie and I said, look, I said, I want 10000 because you could get Cleveland to win at that point. I want to say it was, I want to say like plus 375. Wow. Well, because you had LeBron, you had right, Kevin right. Love, and um, there was a couple other really good role players on that team. Um, I think they even had one other guy. Gosh, I'm, oh, they had Kyrie. Right. Yeah, right. gosh, almost, yeah. Right. So, oh my gosh. So I, I called my guy and he's like, Fox, you want 10000 on Cleveland? And I said, absolutely, let's do it. And so that was one of those ones that you just, it's in the memory bank. You know you got it. You're, you're keeping an eye on it with all your other bets throughout the NBA season, and then bang, they make it to the finals. Now, this is, this is, the, this is the year where they go down. Um, this is the year that they go down uh, 3-1 to Golden State. Yeah. And they come back and they win it. Yeah. And I, 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 so not, not only did I not hedge because I was like, eh, I just, you know, I just didn't want to give it that bad juju that you kind of just referenced <laughs> a second ago, but then I'm kicking myself in the ass because man, when they were down three, one, you could put more money on Cleveland. Cause you know, the chances of them coming back were right. like, like nobody thought that that was going to happen yeah. and they come back. Right, because Draymond Green gets uh, gets ejected and then suspended yep. for a game. A lot of factors ended up happening, and they come back. And obviously, we all know that they they come back and they end up winning that series. But at one point in time during the series, like it was like plus ten thousand. Wow. So so at the end of the day, end up winning because it was plus three seventy five with ten thousand on it. Ends up being almost forty thousand dollars. But it could have even been that much bigger. Yeah, but sure. a good story when it comes to yeah. hedge, don't hedge. What do you think? Weird, yeah. weird situations that happen. Just like you said, you were up with Cleveland. They were up three one. So weird things happen, man. But that's what makes those things so fun. Yeah. How do you how do you deal with um, like money that you almost won, money you could have won had you zigged instead of zagged, Ooh. and not let that feed into the gambling mentality of chasing because people always a lot of people just equate when you're losing obviously it's instinctual you want to chase it yeah but sometimes money you didn't win that you feel you should have won you can can chase right How, how do you manage the bankroll like that and and apply the discipline that you do day in and day out yeah so what it sounds to me like what you're kind of saying is is when you get so close to a win or maybe even a big win correct not letting that affect you and not chasing it and where it affects- even though you didn't technically lose anything like, like sure. you, you might have all like me with the rangers like okay i there's a whole it's eating at me like i could have had it at 80 okay so yeah i better understand your question okay i, I will tell you this and this is I, this even goes and i know i know you're like blackjack and different casino games <laughs> yeah. things like this tell me if you don't agree with this when you are fucking feeling it yeah <laughs> lay that fucking bet 100%. So let me give you an example. You know, every now and again, like you'll be like, I, I told you last time I was here, I love Baccarat, right? Yeah. Now there's a couple of side bets in Baccarat, right? You can play the dragon, which is a bonus. Where I'd be you, addicted to it. Right. For sure. Which if you win by nine points and the opposing side has zero points, that's, that's, that's what they call winning 30 to one. All right. So if I get an, if I bet the, let's say I bet the banker and it's not, I, ultimately I get three cards equals nine. The player had three cards and they ended up, you know, having king, king, king and zero, whatever, whatever the case ends yep. up being. It might have even been a three, a seven and a king to equal zero. Yep. And then that's 30 to one. If you're feeling it, bet that shit. Because when that happens, when that exact situation that you're talking about comes up, you're like, fuck, why didn't I bet that? Damn. Like, and it's eating at you, right? Yep. You should, in in life with anything to me, but especially since we're talking about gambling, you feel it, fucking bet it. Put that bet down because isn't it better to hit it and go, see, I told you I was feeling it. You know, when when your gut instinct is talking to you, you just got to roll with it to me in in gambling. Now, of course, there's there's control and there's bankroll management. And when you get into sports betting and you're having so much money, you know, spread loaded over so many different things that you have going on in terms of whether it's NHL and NBA, MLB, like we were just talking about football, whatever futures bets, you know, if you're really into it like that and you're making this or attempting to make this uh, an additional stream of income for yourself, because you're man, when you're feeling it, just like you said, like you really like that Rangers bet, it was 80 to one. And, and just the minute you see it, just throw it down. Same thing I did with like that, that Cleveland bet, yep. you know, cause a lot of people's kind of, I think reaction on, uh, on that, 
on the Cavaliers bet that year was like, yeah, they're going to be good, but how good is Kevin Love? And then, right. you know, LeBron's coming back to Cleveland. And right. so will that be, you know what I mean? So Until they win it all. And then they're like, yeah, that right. was an easy bet. <laughs> yeah, it might even have been, I'm, and I might be mistaken, it might have been LeBron's second year back in Cleveland, but Love's first year. Okay. Um, but yeah. But nevertheless, um, it, it just, I, I say this, when you're feeling it, bet it because I know you've been on like a black. So if you're on a blackjack table, right. Yep. And, and you're starting to get on a little bit of a roll or you get that little voice inside you. That's like, man, I just feel like it's, it's about to be a big hit or a big run. And you're like, Oh, I was going to bet X amount. And I did it. Don't hesitate. Just put it yeah. out there and bet it because chances are, you know, your bankroll, you know what, you know, you know how long you're going to be able to be in the game in that moment and how much you wanted to spend and how much you can part with. Yeah. And just lay the bet. Yeah. I mean, I think any blackjack player, we all have this inside joke, which is like, oh, you want to get blackjack? Pull half your bet back. Right? Pull half your bet back and it's almost guaranteed oh, you're going to get blackjack. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we've all probably got just story after story right. where you're just getting your ass kicked. And then you're like, all right, let me, you know, let me take it down. Cause when you, you know, in, in blackjack, I'm, I'm real big on when you're winning, bet more, when you're losing, bet less. So you yeah. start to lose you, then you take it down. And then all of a sudden you win 10 in a row or you get three blackjacks in a row. Yeah. Something crazy happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people realize how much, how many times you do win 10 in a row at blackjack. People think that that's impossible to do. It's absolutely not like, no. because when you're, if you're, if you're a five to fifteen dollar better at blackjack, you don't realize when you won ten in a row because you got fifty bucks, sixty, seventy bucks. It yeah. doesn't sink in. It's not until you're firing away like a lunatic and yeah. you realize, oh my, all of a sudden I got twenty grand, you know, yeah. twenty grand. Yeah, because you, you went nine out of ten with a couple double downs. Yeah, and I mean blackjack is one of those games where, and I tell this to people whenever we conversated about it here and there when I'm at different casinos and things like that. It really is the only game in the casino. Where whether you like it or not, and we can go over all the odds and all that stuff, but if you like blackjack, there's no other game like it where you can make that much money that fast. Yeah. Because it moves way faster than Baccarat. Right. And you and I both know you get those doubles like you just mentioned, your, your doubles, the splits, and when you're yep. rocketing and rolling, you can go from, like I told you last time when I was here, I start off, you know, king of odds, not king of odds. I still like to start off 100 a hand. I play two hands, yep. right? And I build it up from there. It doesn't matter whether I have, whether I brought 100K to the casino with me or not. I'm always going to start at 100 because if that momentum's there, I can I can increase my bets, you know? Sure. And like you said, you can look down in one minute, you, you bought in for 2,500, and then the next minute you've got 10,000, and it happened in 10 hands because of all those doubles and splits and all the all those different opportunities that you yeah. have to make the extra money. I don't remember whose page I saw this on a couple days ago. It was some gambler. Uh, and he said, here's a casino hack. I want to see what your thoughts are on this. It made sense. He's like, if you win a bunch of money at table games, take 500 to to $1,000 and dump it into a slot machine <laughs> because A, you're, it's like a free roll on, on hitting yeah. a jackpot. But B, he said the comp points... That the the casino will is so much more favorable to a slot player than they are a table games player. You'll make it; it's their money anyway that you just won. Put it into the machine, even if you're going to lose it. You'll come out on top on the comp side of it. Do you, do you agree with that? Well, I I hate to say it, and and I'll explain what I mean by that is, I do agree that they take excellent care of slot players, and he he had something to that um, the gentleman that you were referring to that you saw that. Uh, on his page or whatever, there's something to that because I think when they sit on the slots, they're there for a longer period of time. That dollar lasts a little bit longer sometimes. Whereas you and I would go to a table, let's say, unfortunately we lose, we might be off that table in 30 minutes. Right. And even though we lost, let's say 5,000 or maybe even 10,000, depending on the situation, it's like, boom, it was over in just a heart in, in just and it boom, means in a New York minute. It's nothing gone. to them. Right. A little but bit yeah. on the theoretical, whatever, yep. but it's the theoretical is not yeah. as good as it used and to be. And it's weird. And it's weird because you could have a conversation with your host or the casino or whatever and be like, no, no, look, I lost 10 G's right here. Right. Oh yeah, but you're only on the table for 30 minutes. Whereas someone else put a thousand dollars in a slot machine, was on there for three hours, right. and they have all this extra time, right? And that's what the casino likes to see. They love time on tables right. and they love time on the slot machines. And then, you know, if you're on a high limit slot or something like that. And it's 25, 50, 100 to spin, and you're just sitting there, spin, spin, right. spin. And you know, every what, probably one out of every four or five, you're hitting something, right? So it's getting it, it's, you know, rejuvenating your bankroll within the slot machine, if you will. 
every so often on every so often of a spin, I should say. And so, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, I've been in many different situations where I had to have talks with the host that I was dealing with at the casino, whatever I got invited to or to, to go play. And the host will literally say, hey, look, Fox, I know you're not huge into slots, but would you just play it? Because it will just it will it will uh -huh. increase your play to where I can do even that much more for you, you know, rooms, suites, this, right. all that other stuff. And um, I, like I said, I hate it. I hate it. I hate to uh, to acknowledge it and to agree with it. Yeah, but yeah man, they, that, that, that's why those little old ladies on those slot machines, they're getting the same suites and stuff that I am. Right. And even though we're playing much larger amounts on tables, they're on the slots because the time on those slots. Right. They all have the platinum cards. The gold, oh, the, absolutely. They always and have the highest everything. level card. Yeah, that's what I'm noir. <laughs> I, I, could be at, I could be at the best casino and the best restaurant, have the best suite, and I go outside my room and the 90-year-old lady, yeah. you know what I mean, who's totally conservative gambler but loves to play slots, she's got the same suite as me next to me on the, on the high roller floor and it's because right. she's like baby i just love them slots you know yeah. and then you're like like this is insane it's insane yeah 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 uh the equivalent of a table game that could do that would probably be roulette right roulette's a, a little yeah. better rating that's I a think. dangerous one though it's a dangerous one i know oh it's man so much fun yeah <laughs> listen listen um so you know I, I got into las vegas about two days ago yeah we walk into win yesterday Okay, Highland. I'm sorry, not win. Excuse me. Go to Resorts World. Okay, right. So we go to Resorts World. Speaking of roulette, go into Resorts World. I'm with my buddy who's here in Vegas with me, right? And we go to Resorts World, um, buying for just thousand bucks, right? And it's it's a hundred dollar minimum spin and high limit in roulette back there. Wow. And it was kind of more so like, hey, let's check out. I've only been to Resort World like once or twice for it's like nice. dinner or lunch. Yeah, just kind of like taking it all in. So I wanted to go back a third time, take my buddy who's never been. Um, we go back there. So buying for a thousand, second spin on roulette, we got 200 on black 17, 200 on the black on the outside, right? Second, yep. second spin black 17. Oh my God. That's amazing. And so I'm, I mean, we're excited. It's great. You know, it's do the math. It's a little over 7,000, right. right? You know what I mean? So it's like $7,200 and we just walked in <laughs> and I, I have so many wild roulette uh, stories that I could go over where you win and then you give it all back. Yeah. And I looked at my buddy, I said, we're, we're out of here. Yeah. Like we got it. We did I showed it. it. I showed you to, because it's not, it's not, it's not, it's that, it's that fear of if you stay with roulette because you're like, Oh, I can hit that number again. Or yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like you think you're going to you do add that again. some numbers. And before Ooh. you know it, you're betting a thousand. Yeah. And roulette goes, roulette, that number go, those, those, those go quick. But then again, you know, if you're on a roll and your numbers are hitting and I don't claim to be a big roulette guy, I would say that's definitely a game for me. Where it's like, hey, if you if you want a lot of money somewhere else in the casino, you want to de-stress, you just want to have fun. Right. Sure. Let's go put a thousand, you know, throw a thousand at roulette yep. or five hundred, whatever. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it, it's like you said earlier. If it hits, it's great. If not, then no big deal. But you know, there are people out there, man, that that's their game, that's yeah. their number one game, and they've got all kinds of different strategies and this yeah. and that. I'm not a huge roulette guy, but sure, there's nothing like it when it wins. There's a guy, I don't know his actual name, but my friends do some bodyguard work for this guy, and I really don't know his name. Um, he's not famous or anything, but he's a big roulette player at uh -huh. Wynn, and he'll bet like literally 30 grand a spin. He Whew. puts like one to two grand straight up on, on numbers, yeah. you know, and about 10, 15 numbers, whatever, a spin. And I, the way the wheels are situated, he plays two wheels at a time where he can just turn around, walk two oh, feet. Wow. And so he's basically, because that's how he gets around table limits yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I've seen that um, before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just such an insane, you know, the it swings. Is. But like he'll win literally 600K, 700K. Yeah. Or Those lose, are big numbers. You know, 1.2. Exactly. And you got to have the bankroll to withstand that. And, yeah. You know, people ask me all the time, like, hey, what's your what's your biggest wins and all this stuff? And and I've got some really big wins that I'm proud of and, and awesome games that I was able to pick and situate, you know, Daytona 500s, Masters, you know, again, I love those futures bets and things like yeah. that. I, I love those. Um, but I always try to tell people, don't be so fixated on what's the most I've ever won. Cause I've won a hundred thousand on a game before, right? Um, 50,000, 25,000, you know, don't, I tell people, don't be fixated on what my number is. Because everybody's number is different because it has to do with what can you go to sleep that night with losing. Yeah. So every bet I ever place, I always think about when I go to bed tonight, if that loses, because of course all of us are going to lose at different times, 
Can I sleep well? Can I go to bed knowing that, okay, that's not that big a deal. And so for me, that's what I always look at is what are you comfortable with losing? Everybody, it's, it's easy to go, wow, these odds are so awesome on this parlay or this or that. Yeah. So I'm, you know, and they'll get in over their head because sometimes we can make it look so easy. And then with everything with Instagram and all the platforms I mentioned earlier, you know, you see all these people with the success stories, but what they're not showing you is, is what about the hundred parlays they lost sure. before they ever got to that big win that you're sure. seeing? And so you got to be, it's all about what you're, to me, what you're comfortable. What can you really truly withstand to lose? And once you have that number figured out, I think it makes it easier to navigate where you're really at as a sports gambler. Let's talk about losing. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, like, so how, and how do you handle if, if it's ever happens where you're just a losing streak? Yeah. Um, how do you deal with that? It's like shooting a basketball. You, you got to What does coach always say? You got to shoot your way out of the slump, you know? Right. So start peeling back the bets a little bit, right? Just like we talked about with blackjack. So I've had my fair share of, of losing streaks. I, you know, I, like I, we've talked before, you know, I don't try to claim that I've never lost or that I can't go on a bad losing streak. It, it surely has happened. Luckily it doesn't happen that often. And that's how I'm able to continue to do, doing what I love to do and, uh, and also helping people do what they want to do in terms of being able to make money off of this. But, um, you have to, you have to keep going. And I think sometimes I know for me, I'll just say for me, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When I go on a losing streak, I really analyze, okay, would I have done anything different? Yep. Nine times out of 10, the answer is no. Um, I've just been, I've had, I've had losing streaks where I literally caught every bad beat that week that you could catch. <sighs> you know what I mean? A, a silly rinky dink foul at the end that you're like, are you kidding me? 0.2 seconds left, guy fouls, the other team gets a free throw and the spread is off now, so you lose. And yeah. I mean, you're just sitting there going, you got to, I mean, it's unbelievable, right? But that's the life of a sports better and a sports gambler. Um, and so you shake your head, you go, and then I go back and I look at my losses. I say, would I have done anything different? Did I, did I underestimate the other team? Did I not look at maybe the coaching style? Did I not look at the coaching tree? Did I not realize that this guy came from there and there's revenge involved, right? There's mm -hmm. so many different factors in sports betting that you really have to look at. I mean, if you want to be really good, right? Like, yeah. If you really, if, if we're going to say that we're this and we're that as, especially as handicappers and consultants, whatever, um, I take so much pride in knowing all the information about the games and, and really, I wouldn't necessarily always call it it's not every game has inside information right right, right. but you got to know all the information that you possibly can yeah. so i go back and i look and i say could i have done anything differently was there something i didn't know was there something i wasn't looking at and if sometimes you do catch yourself and you go eh, maybe i should have looked at this other team for xyz reason and you got to write that down literally i mean you got to write it down you got to you got to put that into your kind of checklist so to speak whenever you're looking at the next game and just take all the precautions that you can as you're looking at that next game that, you know, that you're now trying to turn those L's into a W now. And then it's funny. Um, I've had times again where I had not only a losing streak, but I'll tell my clients, I'll say, listen, you want to know what the good thing about a losing streak is? And they're like, yeah, fucking tell me. Cause this, this stings right now. <laughs> and I'll say, brother, I don't go on a long losing streak. And when I do, I always come back a hundred times stronger. So let's say I lose four in a row, right? Which again, it'd be rare, but if I were to lose three or four days in a row where it's like, we didn't profit those three or four days, that means that I am about to absolutely hammer. I'm about to kill it. That means we're probably going to win not only big, but we're going to win for a long period of time because it's like you get those couple losses out of the way. Yeah, yeah. George, I know you're into sports betting, uh, yeah. especially being the host of Gridiron Junkies. Do you have any questions? Or I know this has probably got your mind rolling. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk that the NBA, it's tough to bet until like playoff time and like we're in the the prime of it right now. Um, are there any teams that you're like, Hey, watch out for this team. You, even if, uh, like the Celtics are 14 point favorites tonight to close out the Hawks. Um, they're a really good team, but are they 14 points better than a team that's fighting for their life? 
type thing? Do you like, how do you take that into account teams that are fighting for their life? Yeah, great question. So there, it seems like there's, and it seems like there's a couple of questions um, within what you just said. First and foremost, the game tonight, Celtics Hawks. I don't have a pick on it, right? I don't, I don't have a team that I, it's not one of my picks that I gave out for today. But if you, if you were to say, hey, Fox, I, I need at least your thoughts on the game. I would tell you this: it's like football, John. When you see those really big spreads of like anywhere between ten and fourteen points in the NFL, that should be a flag that goes off as a better where you go, okay, am I about to be on the sharp side of things or am I going to be on the square side, right? Mm -hmm. Because it and, – and NBA is very similar. Like, these are all really good professional athletes. They all want to win. They're, there's, there's skin in the game. There's a lot at stake for a lot of these guys. Like, you know, I mean, there's – as you very well know, there's contracts of if I get this many points and I do this in the playoffs or if I win this many games or we get to the next round, there's a lot of money involved. So these guys are going to play extremely hard – so tonight when I hear a 14, 14 and a half spread, again, I don't have a pick on that game, but I mean, I don't like really big spreads, especially in the NBA. Because how many times have you sat back, looked at an NBA game and you're watching it uh, or maybe even just got one eye on it and the team is down 14 points, let's say it's second quarter and you're like, oh yeah, that team's good to go. They're, they've got this. And then it's fourth quarter and all of a sudden you look up the game's tied. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, all the time, all the time. And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> then you're like, wait a minute. Why didn't I take the 14 points? Right. So um, it, NBA can be very tricky. And then I also want to say this about the NBA, since it kind of was somewhat brought up, is um, when it comes to NBA betting, I, I want really people out there to think about this as well, is there's 82 games in an NBA season. All you got to do to make the playoffs is win 50% of your games, and sometimes based off of all the rankings within Eastern and Western Conference for NBA, sometimes you cannot win all, uh, not, excuse me, not go 50% and be 48, 49% and still make the playoffs. Yeah. And then now they got the play in game, right? Which is where uh, almost like a little miniature play in tournament where four teams are involved, and now there's an extra two teams that make it each year on each side. And so it, uh, I guess the point that I'm making is, is this how seriously. Can you take NBA when there's 82 games and the players and the coaches know, well, we don't even got to win all the games. We only got to win 75%. It's not That's like NFL, John. That's John, in the point. NFL, in the NFL, John, you and I both know every fucking game matters. For sure. Those guys, those coaches, everything. There is no, we'll get them next Sunday. And those players' mind, it's, it's, they are going to try to do everything they can to win the game. Yeah. So, John, I can't bet big in NBA. I'm not a big NBA guy. I can't go big on NBA bets and tell people to do crazy things when it comes to NBA because it is, it is a game, a regular season, because it is, a, it is a game, it is a sport, excuse me, where there's 82 games. And then look at all the load management. You know, all these yeah. guys sitting out all the time. How can I trust my money is safe right. when Kawhi Leonard's out, LeBron right. James out, Anthony Davis is out, all these big superstars, load management that we can't risk. And sometimes you don't know yeah, who's going to play it, right, when you make those bets. Right, and sometimes it's a last minute. It's right. a very, Football, very, you pretty much know. Absolutely. By Wednesday, Thursday, right. there's an injury report. Everyone kind of knows. Every right. now and then you'll get, okay, Julio Jones going to be a game-time decision. You're like, all right, he's a wide receiver. He's at the end of his career. Does it really matter? And you can evaluate that. But when it comes to NBA, you really got to be judicious with your NBA betting. Yeah, well said. Well said. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I, do you feel the same way with baseball? Like, with baseball... Uh, it's such a long season, you know, and in the midsummer, you know, I think it's easy. Uh, we were talking about this last night. We had like an employee dinner and we, I was just talking about intensity just here at the, at the studio. Like sure. it's hard to, to keep that same intensity week in and week out. But when you're trying to grow a company and, and scale, you know, it's, it's vital. You, yeah. We have to keep that intensity. And I compared it to baseball. It's probably really hard for some of these guys, especially if you're on a last place team, because by June, July, you're probably mathematically eliminated right. from postseason. How do you, is that a good thing or a bad thing from a betting standpoint? I guess it depends on which way you're going to bet, right? Yeah, it's but, the same thing. There's so many games in baseball. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think that's why so many sports gamblers tend to taper off after football season is because you look at NBA, so many games. You look at MLB, to your point, there's so many games. And then the games start to have less meaning for teams as it goes deeper in the season because that's right. what you're really saying. Right. So, again, how's my money safe? Right. Whenever I don't know, are these guys going to play hard? Right. Are they going to tank? 
Right. You know what I mean? And, and some of the lines, like, it's, so if it's Dodgers versus a last place team, right? Yeah. Or it's like, okay, the, if I take the Dodgers, Dodgers Rockies. If it, right. So if, it's, if I take the Dodgers, I, it, depending on who's pitching, it might be minus 275. Right. Don't we love, know we're not going to bet that. Don't want to do that. And then so the other team might be plus 200. But, like, do they even give a flying fuck about what's Absolutely. going on out there today? Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then the middle ground to that, to what, uh, to what you're talking about right now, the middle piece that you didn't mention is, then you've also got the run line that you could bet. Minus one. Right. Will the team basically win by two runs, basically two runs or more? Right. It's minus one and a half in terms of the run line. And so then you're like, well, Dodgers are really good. Kershaw's on the mound, which don't even get me started on that dude. But (laughs) because he's at the end of his time. Right. He's, I'm, I'm, you know, he was a phenomenal pitcher and all that, but he's definitely, he's, he's, yeah. I hope, I'm, I'm, I hope it's his last year because he was so great. And I want to see him retired and right off in the sunset. Um, But again, going back to the betting MLB, uh, betting baseball. Um, when you see those big favorites, you know, minus 175 on the money line and, and minus 200, like you just said, um, they're playing a team that you don't know. Like last year, if you look, look at how the Orioles went on a run at the end of last year. Yes. They were winning, yeah. they were winning game yes. after game. And, you know, they play the Yankees a lot. Um, they play a lot of those Eastern uh, teams yep. there a lot because of the location and the different divisions that they're always matched up in. And I mean, there was a point where they won like 10 or 12 in a row last year. And there was all those losses where people were betting Yankees minus 160, minus 175. Because as you know, in baseball, those favorites, they it's not like like football or some of the other sports where you can find a line that's much more even and, and I would say much more advantageous to the sports gambler, meaning you go into a football game, you're like, hey, if you're really good, I got plus three. Yeah. That might not win, but it, a lot of games are decided by a field goal. And in baseball, those odds, they're just... Unfortunately, they could, there could be a lot of disparity with the odds because of how the favorites work within baseball betting. I did do really well last year with Dodgers minus one and a half. Yeah, last um, year they were very because they, they were, very were good. The, most of the game. I don't. I have never looked at, to see like wh- how many games they did, but I'm telling you, it's staggering. If if you if you went back and looked. It was insane how yeah. many games they won by you know more than two. I slammed them. I, I, I yeah. slammed them a lot last year, especially towards the end of the year. I mean, they were so stacked. They have, I mean, yeah. Mookie Betts, and then the guy yeah. that they got from the Braves, who's on first base, um, Freeman, Fre- yep. Freddie Freeman. Yeah, yep. thank you. Um, all the other guys. Yeah, they, they still had Bellinger last yeah. year, which I love. Cody Bellinger. Me too. Um, they were just he's doing so pretty good stacked. with uh, Cubs. Chicago. He's, yeah, he's crushing the Dodgers. Yeah, uh, yeah I saw that. I saw and that Max day. Muncy's doing really well this year with yep. the Dodgers, which is nice. He's yep. he's rebounding. Who's your baseball team? I like the Rays, you know, because okay. yeah. I'm from I'm from Florida, and obviously they had a tremendous start to this season. Yeah, they tied what the they MLB. Win? Six? How many in a row? Oh, they 16? won 13, 13 in a row, okay, yeah. which tied the MLB record. Wow. There had been no team that had won since opening day, 13 in a row since opening day. Excuse me, um, since 1900. And so had they won one more game, mm. they would have broke the record, but instead they ended up tying it. So they tied it, which is still really cool. Yeah, but yeah, I've always loved the Rays. I'm, I'm from Florida, very uh, basically from Tampa. And, um, you know, I went to one of the first games of their inaugural season when mm. they when they first launched. And that was back when they were the Devil Rays. And, I yeah, mean, sure. you know, Freddie McGriff, right? Yeah, The Fred, Crime Dog, yeah, yes. Yeah, oh, Crime Dog. And eventually they had Wade Boggs. And a couple other guys, the older guys came. I forgot and, you guys had Boggs. I yeah, Boggs that. played there. Yeah. Freddie, uh, Fred McGriff played there. A lot of other um, a lot of other great – A lot of, I mean, look at all the great pitchers that, that pitched for the Rays at different times. Um, David Price was a Ray. Jeter's in the front office now, no. right? Uh, no, Rays Jeter's no? not associated with the Rays. Okay, He's associated okay. with the Marlins. Marlins, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, but I, I like the Rays, and I mean, they're they're having a what yeah. seems to be a really good season so yeah. far. And that was another thing was was I slammed the Rays in that in that thirteen in that thirteen run stretch that I just said that winning stretch that I just mentioned. I mean, I was having all my clients on the Rays on a daily basis, catching them at anywhere from minus one twenty to minus you know one sixty. I don't really like to go higher than that in baseball, mm-hmm. um, and that was great. It was a great run, made a lot of money, and a lot of the clients made a lot of money. They were happy with that. So, if I have my Rangers future bet, should it would is a good strategy be to figure out take a take a flyer on a couple different National League teams that I think could go deep? Yeah, also, yeah, so it's yeah. almost like a built-in I would hedge, maybe yeah. if. Including taking a favorite like the Dodgers or something, or is that just just ill advised? Because the well, the, I would do I would do the math because what are the Dodgers right now to win the World Series? I'm Probably not sure. I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna go off the top of my head and I yeah. could be wrong. Uh, without looking at anything right now, I'd say they're probably somewhere in the six to eight to one range yeah. to win the World Series. Yeah, I would say somewhere in there, maybe even five to eight range. Yeah, and so you got to look at the math. If I've if I got X amount risked on the Rangers. 
what's the um, and then x amount to receive back if the rangers win the world series because you said you did end up getting them at 40 to 1 right 40 to 1 put a grand yeah. on it yeah. oh so i mean yeah john definitely look at definitely look at someone yeah, de- right i would definitely look at dodgers and then i think you know i would probably look at mets i think the mets mets are tight man yeah they they've got they're team. just loaded top to bottom and yeah. by the way i love pete alonzo for the mets love him um man not only is that guy such a great hitter um, but he just seems like a great teammate. Seems like he got a good, you know, a good. Um, I, I guess, I guess, good teammate. But yeah. I like his. He's very much like David Wright. Yeah, I think team leader. Yeah, team leader is him. what I was going to say. Yeah. Leader he got some good, good intangibles. In clubhouse. Played yeah. at University of Florida, so he's yeah. a Florida guy. Yeah, and uh, he he was awesome watching him in the last couple home run derbies and stuff. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. But I think the Mets, Mets and Dodgers would probably be my National League teams. Yeah, um, to take a gander's at, and then man, if, I mean. If you got fortunate enough where you could have maybe a Rangers, Dodgers, or Rangers, Mets World Series, you'd be in business, baby. You're just set, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. Uh, do you bet like tennis? And I know you mentioned golf, so you obviously you bet on golf, yeah. right? Oh, man, I love golf. Yeah. Um, up, I broke my master's streak this year. I did not have John Rahm to win the master's. I will be completely honest and transparent about that. Um, the three years prior, I had nailed each Masters winner along, really? with a, along with a lot of big other prop bets. Like last year, I had not only Scheffler to win, but I had a really big prop bet on would an American win the Masters? Because, mm. you know, each one of these guys identifies from a country that they were yep. born in and all that. And so I just looked at the field. The, the not Again, not this past Masters that just was played a month ago, um, but the Masters before that was Scheffler won. And then the year before that, it was uh, Matsuyama. The year before that was yeah. Dustin Johnson. Prop bets like that, are you making online? or are yeah, you making, I'm, yeah, I'm making it. Well, what I do is, is I've got to get really creative, right? So um, as you know, I travel around a lot. I gamble all over the place. So I, I gamble here in Vegas. I gamble with my bookie back in Florida because it's not legal to bet on sports in Florida right now. Like we don't oh, have, wow. we okay. don't have FanDuel and DraftKings and stuff like that. So a lot of times I have people that I send money to, to make bets for me. Yep. I bet, uh, I have to max bet with my bookie. Um, and so I end up spreading up a lot of money around between different guys that are betting in other States for me. So I'm sending them money constantly. I'll fly out here. As you know, I'll fly out here for a day and place a really large <laughs> wager. And then just to fly back and, and I don't even, it, if it wins great, but I might not even come back and collect the money for a month until I come back again. Wow. So yeah, I have to spread the money around. If, if I lived here in Vegas full time, it would be a lot easier. Why to don't do. you, you know what? It's, it's hard to go from a tropical, beautiful environment like Florida. Like, mm. think about like Siesta Key. Have you ever been to like Siesta yeah, yeah, Key? Yeah, sure, sure. You know, the Keys, Tampa, you know, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, all these great cities that we have. And there's no there's no state tax. Yep. And so it's hard to be like, you know what, I'm going to leave a tropical oasis to go to the desert. Although I definitely respect Las Vegas. I love Las Vegas. Kind of like a second home for me. Yeah, sure. But um, but it's hard to to trade the beaches and the ocean and you know right. so much fun in the sun and all the different things we have. And, and it's cool because you look at Florida and you go, man, we got the Jaguars, the Bucks, we've got the Dolphins. We've got two yeah. hockey teams in terms of the Dolphins, Panthers, Lightning. Dolphins are improving. I mean, they are. Yeah. I was really hoping in the off season, in this, in this off season, and it's not, the off season isn't done yet. I was really hoping something crazy would happen, like Brady to the Dolphins. Because yeah. Tua is really good. I have a lot of respect for Tua, their quarterback. I think he's, very gritty. I think I think he is talented, but he's got a ceiling, right? He's he's definitely got a ceiling. And there's there's a lot of other guys I think could have stepped in and taken what that roster that they have with Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, they got the two fastest wide receivers in the NFL, literally. And um, I was really hoping that something would happen where maybe they got a Brady or one of those other I'm uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? Do something crazy and yeah. get them. And I'm not a Dolphins fan. I actually like the Bucks. But uh, I was kind of hoping they would do something. It didn't end up that way. But I saw yesterday a, a headline on ESPN or something, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, but I thought that already happened. Didn't they that just already been, happen? John, it just, they just been talking about it for two months. That's why it seemed like it already I happened. Did not re- I really thought legit that that was old. I was like, why is this? This already happened. So yeah. It wasn't final and, and until yesterday? Well, it's... You know what's crazy is definitely it's still not final. It's not inked yet unless that's happened since I've been on your show today. Oh, wow. But they've all agreed. Okay. So interesting, right? I was betting Jets like crazy last year just because they were a dog or, you know, early in the season, but they, yeah. they, they were pretty decent. I mean. Yeah. I mean, just they now, now they've got their quarterback. So right. this year, this year, I like the Jets a lot with Rodgers at the helm. They've increased a few. Uh, wide, they've improved their wide receiver position a little bit as they brought over Lazard from Green Bay to help with Rodgers. He has a familiar target, and then they already had a, a wide receiver or two that was fairly good. And then they got Sauce Gardner on the defensive side, who's a 
probably the number one cornerback now currently in the NFL. And so they made a lot of improvements. Jets would be probably a, a really good team to watch out for. But that's a tough division because now you've got Buffalo in the same division yeah. with the Jets, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. I asked you about golf, and you you rattle off a bunch of players. In baseball, you did the same thing. Football, you just did the same thing. The amount of homework you're doing day in and day out to be profitable is insane, right? Yeah, and thanks for recognizing yeah. that. You know, cause, and, and I really mean that. And, and the reason I say that is because... John, I am not, I don't, I just, I can't say it any other way than this. I don't fuck around. And what I mean by that is, is there is a lot of guys out there that claim to do what I do, Mm -hmm. right? But as you can see, when it comes to sports, I eat it, live it, breathe it, sleep it. I really like, this is my life. Yeah. And this is not a chore for me. I love it. Now, the people in my life, it affects, right? Like, you know, like if you're around me, if you're like one of my best friends or, you know, my girl, whatever, right? Like, you're like, golly, this this just doesn't ever stop. But I try to tell people is this is what I do. And I also get to do what I love. But yeah, man, I mean, you, you've got to be invested. And one thing I take extremely seriously is there's people out there, they're counting on me. Yeah. There's people that have subscriptions with me and are paying me and, and a lot of high rollers around the world. I mean, I have athletes, celebrities. Wow. And when I say athletes, I mean guys that are not playing anymore, sure, of sure, course. Sure. Yep. You know, and they remain anonymous because they don't want their stuff to be yeah. out there. But I've got people that rely on And them. they're the type of people that'll let you know when you're not winning, of course. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah. But, but you know what's great is, is I really am fortunate that... I've got a lot of high roller guys and you think that they could get really upset sometimes yeah. and things. And I've just been so fortunate. I've got guys that they get it, John. And I've got, I've just got some That's really great. great clients that are like, Hey, I know how good you are, Fox. I know we'll get them tomorrow. Um, and that's always really nice to have clients like that, but sure. you know, I win a lot. I take a lot of pride in that. And it's for that reason right there, the homework that you just mentioned. And, and I'm doing it because I love it. It's not, it's not a vanity thing. It's yeah. not like, Oh, let me show off my knowledge. I'm doing it because I love it. And I really do want to win for the people that are trusting me to do that. You just mentioned, uh, you said my girl. Yep. Is it hard? A, how long have you been together? And when you first told her what you do, was she like, what do you fucking do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that, I'm, yeah, the great question. So we've been together for three years, okay. right? Um, and so when we first met, you know, she, she kind of thought she understood it. Yeah. And then they don't really understand it because <laughs> they think it's more of like a gambling thing. Like, yes, I am also making these bets. And and as you know, from our, our last episode, like I bet my own money, it's yep. clear. You go on my Instagram, my different platforms that you can see me on. I always put my business card with all my tickets. I show myself in the casino. I mean, I will film myself doing as much in the casino as they'll let me before they say, Hey, you got to put the phone away or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, which is great. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Yeah, it's well. I have to because there's again. I'm battling all the competition out there that tries to act like it they do. It shuts what up I do. all the naysayers, Absolutely. right? It's like here's the proof. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm I'm always in a battle with myself to push myself more. What more can I do to show the audience that this is me? This is what I do. So that's why I'm in all my videos. That's why I show my face. That's why um, I stand behind everything I do. I'm not scared to do that because I have to show people who I am, what I'm all about. But going to, back to your question is, yeah, she she thought she got it at first, but then now that we've been together for three years, now she really, truly gets it. Yeah. And it's funny because when people ask her, like, oh, what does he do? And she tries to explain it to people, they still don't get it. You right. know what I mean? Because I think it's hard for people to grasp that, wait a minute, okay, so you pay him so you, you know what to bet, so then you can make money. Right. And I always tell people is, it's just like being a stockbroker. It's just like it's just like any other profession, John, where people pay you for your knowledge. Sure. And because you get results. And, you know, whether it's trading or whether it's stuff in crypto, which I'm not a crypto person, but, you know, there's all these little d- different niches out there and, and big businesses where, you know, people are paid handsomely yeah. and, and pay good sums of money because it involves making money. And that's what's so great is there's just nothing else like it in terms of whether it's even gambling within the casino or sports betting is what other business is out there where you can make not only that kind of money, but make it so rapidly sure. right, and so fast and have it right in your hand. Yeah. And that's one of the, uh, that's one of, I think the things that is really cool about it is that now I think it's getting better in terms of how people that do what you do are viewed, 
right? There was a time, maybe even, I would say 10 years ago, you were just a fucking degenerate, right? And yeah. where now I think it's just, it's been, it's so out there, you know, the, even the, the leagues have obviously embraced uh, gambling and sports betting now that, you know, I think guys that do what you do, uh, you're looked at differently. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're more respected. Yeah. More respected and also more accepted. Right. Right. And um, again, going back to what you just said, sports betting is literally, it's ingrained in the culture now. And you said it without even saying it. You hinted at it. You watch an NFL game right now. MGM, Caesars, all these big names it's everywhere. Hey, the official sports right. betting Draft partner. Kings, of it, yeah. Right. I mean, Jamie Foxx <laughs> is on there for MGM, Better, yep. all these celebrities. And it's completely accepted now. Whereas 10 years ago, we had to operate almost in the shadows. It's like, you do, oh, wow, you do what? Right. And is that legal? And, yeah. you know, I still get asked today by a lot of people, whether it's like people from my family, her family, right? I get yeah. asked all the time. So is what you do, is that legal? And I'm like, sports betting's legal. And also telling people how to bet so they can make money is also legal. Yeah. And so um, it, it's interesting, man, how much it has grown. Sports betting has grown and accepted. And I mean, again, 10 years ago at a dinner table, if you were to say the word parlay or betting, <laughs> and you said it from your grandma or from your mom or whatever, somebody, oh my God, what? And then, yeah. but, but again, now completely accepted. You got celebrities, athletes, everybody talking about it. I mean, Rob Gronkowski was doing commercials and he's only a year or two removed from the NFL and he's doing commercials for FanDuel. Uh, home lenders and car lenders, have they caught up with accepting it? Like, is it hard for you? Like, if you want to go buy a house, is it hard when you tell them what you do? And do they look at you like, wait, what? Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing is, it's a business like anything else. So you have it within a business. And then, of course, you can show all of your, you know, you could show where all of your income and, and revenue yep. uh, is coming from, right? And so you're able to produce all that paperwork. But there's also a million guys out there that they don't have, a, it's not a business for them. It's not, it's not like right. it's an LLC. They don't have all their ducks in a row to be able to show that, to be able to really pull all their, not only funds and documentation together to be able to say, Hey, this is what I do. But I have a lot of other streams of income that, that come in for me and mm -hmm. my past life and other things that I've done. Sports betting has always been a big thing for me. I truly made it into a business a few years ago. Whereas before, for many years, I did it and I kind of did it for my friends. I did it for my family. I did it for a few choice clients that I knew it was like low level, like low level stress and low, yeah. you know, not a lot of stress to go along with it and stuff like that. And then I ended up being so good and made so much money and was so great, you know, again, was so good at it that people were like, dude, you've, you've really got to like, you've got to take this mainstream yeah. so that way other people can benefit from it. So, but you know, like a lot of people and, and you read all these different articles and see different things is, you know, in order to be a millionaire, or if you're chasing the dream of being a millionaire, you have to have def different streams of income. So sure. I take a lot of pride. I got my hands in a lot of different things. Very cool. Well, man, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad you yeah. came back in. Yeah. Uh, anytime you're in town, you want to come in, hop on this show or even uh, hop on Gridiron with, with George. Have you, has he been on Gridiron with you yet? Yes, he has. you yeah. got to go back and check out that episode. It was really good. We uh, we highlighted a lot of big NFL storylines last year. That was uh, Oh, that was after the 24-hour, though, right? So it wasn't yeah. an in-season. Yeah. You haven't done the in-season uh, Oh, in-season will yeah. be crazy. I'll definitely yeah. be uh, zooming you in. Yeah, yeah, that'll, yes. be, that'll be fun. I, I definitely want to come back when it's in season. And yeah, for we sure. We can chop up different things that yeah, are happening as they come do. along. Yeah, yeah. Thanks All right, for having man, me, brother. Thanks for stopping yeah. by, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>